Brooke, I think it's safe to say that when you're trying something new, the road towards progress can be very rocky. Mm, I mean, mm -hmm. you and I have tried our fair share of new things. Yeah. And it's not always smooth. Yeah. I mean, I can't help but think of when even the rich started. And, you know, we tried to hide in an underground bunker. (laughs) Still try sometimes. (laughs) It was brutal. Yeah, Um, it was tough. But it looks like another comedian can relate at least to the attempt at trying something new, something big. Billy Eichner, who many probably know from his comedy game show, Billy on the Street, has written and starred in a new movie called Bros, which is making history as the first studio gay rom-com to have a wide theatrical release. Yeah, but despite... A lot of really great reviews. Bros bombed at the box office its opening weekend, and Billy Eichner thinks he knows why. And he says it's got nothing to do with ticket prices or theater safety. So, yeah, he's got to take it to the streets. (laughs) From Wondery, I'm Arisha Skidmore-Williams. And I'm Brooke Sifrin. It's Wednesday, October 5th. And you're listening to Rich and Daily. This episode is brought to you by Saks.com. Richies, you know we love to shop, so it's only fitting that today's sponsor is Saks.com. Saks.com is the perfect place to find new style inspiration. Yeah, Saks.com has everything for your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for brunch, a bright Chloe blazer for that job interview, or Stodd's gold cowboy boots for a concert. These are all such different vibes, and literally all vibes I would love to be a part of, so... That's oh, fun. yeah, <laughs> definitely. So find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Saks.com. There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but only one thing to say that can help you protect them. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, a State Farm agent will be there to help you choose the coverage you need, no matter where you are in life. When you need coverage options, your State Farm agent is there to help on the phone, or in person. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Give me that, give me that hot gosh. Okay, guys, now it's time for a special lightning round. Today I'm running around New York with a pack of wild lesbians. They're going to chase after people with me and help them answer questions. Let's go. Let's go, lesbians. Let's go. Richies, if you recognize that voice, it's probably because you're one of the millions of people who watched Billy on the Street. And on top of his comedy game show, Billy's been all over the small screen. I know I first was introduced to Billy Eichner on Parks and Rec. Oh, okay. Any Parks and Rec fans out there? Um, no, no one's seen it but you. Okay, well, <laughs> I did keep it going for seven seasons. <laughs> okay, yeah, you did. Congrats. Um... But Billy's been all over the small screen, and he has just made his entrance into the big leagues with the release of his first theatrical movie, Bros. 
You met a guy? I don't think I'm his type. He's like gay Tom Brady. What are you into? One of these ripped idiots with no opinions? No, I like someone who's physically very frail and won't stop talking. And I bet he's as intimidated by you as you are by him. I'm down for whatever. Yeah, I can do whenever and I can do whatever. Cool, whatever, whenever. GIF of Michael Scott dancing. Office GIF? This person isn't gay. So... Bros has a pretty stacked team behind it. It was produced by Judd Apatow, who has produced so many amazing comedies, some of my favorite comedies. Yeah. Anchorman, Bridesmaids, Superbad, one of my all-time favorites, Step Brothers. <laughs> Never heard of it. Just kidding. Um, and then the director, Nicholas Stoller, is known for Forgetting Sarah Marshall and Neighbors. It's also backed by Universal Studios, so a pretty mm-hmm. big deal. Yeah. Um, but Bros isn't just a big deal because of the A-list team that's attached to it. Billy Eichner feels like he's making cinematic history with this movie. It's the first gay rom-com ever made by a major studio, the first with an all-openly LGBTQ cast, and very, very strangely, I am the first openly gay man to ever write and star in his own studio movie of any genre. Um, But I feel like whenever we start talking about making history, there's always going to be some kind of bump, some kind of scandal, something. (laughs) Of course. And this was the case for this movie, because as soon as promotion began for Bros., Billy started getting pushback for some of his comments. Um, In an interview with Variety back in August, he stressed that Bros is not an indie movie and said this is not some streaming thing which feels disposable. And because, God forbid, people don't take you at your word, people were like, this has to be a dig at Joel Kim Booster, the comedian whose own gay rom-com, Fire Island, was released on Hulu. I mean, I will say, regardless, whether or not this was a dig at Joel Kim Booster, it still wasn't a nice thing to say, mm. as if streaming comedies are disposable. Mm. So, okay. All right. that's my kind of take. But um, Billy did tweet an apology, and he said, I was not at all referring to the quality or monumental impact of streaming films. I was referring to the way that historically, LGBTQ plus content has often been considered niche and disregarded by Hollywood. Um, And he said he was, you know, truly so sorry if he inadvertently offended or insulted anyone. Which is just, I feel like whenever he talks is when he's (laughs) offending or insulting someone. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just that Billy comes off a certain way. I don't think he's necessarily trying to come off that way, but... He's very abrasive. Yeah, that's probably what it is. And so Joel Kimbooster did respond to Billy's apology on his social media, and he said, It seems like he was pretty inarticulate in his excitement about his movie getting a theatrical release, which is really cool and something I'm sure the studio and his publicist is making him constantly talk about. God knows I've said plenty of dumb shit without a publicist's help. And then he did go on to say that he wishes Billy nothing but the best and that he's excited to see bros on the big screen. Mm. So... I want to see a screenshot of his ticket stub. Just kidding. You and me both. (laughs) So after this, you know, minor bump during promotion, Bros, like we said, has been mostly a hit with critics. Yeah. It currently has a 90% certified fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes. (laughs) Richard Roper of the Chicago Sun-Times compared it to rom-com classics like When Harry Met Sally and Notting Hill. So it's trash then? Okay, don't say that about Notting Hill. Okay, not Notting Hill, but I'm sorry. When Harry Met Sally, I know, is, I know, they have no I, chemistry. I know. I agree with you. Don't get me started. I'm sorry. <sighs> Save it for the rom com pod. 
<laughs> um, I mean, Rolling Stone even added the movie to their list of the best comedies of the 21st century. That's... I will say I perused the list and <laughs> some of the choices, I'm like, Rolling Stone, come on. Um, well, but that's it's funny because I looked at a list of the like top grossing rom-coms mm-hmm. on IMDb and some of the movies on there are not rom-coms. I know. It's like Silver Linings Playbook is on there. That's not a rom-com. No, it's not. But a really so, good movie. Can we trust anyone with these lists? No, no. I, we have to make our own lists and <laughs> certify them as yeah. fresh. You, yeah. You can only trust us. <laughs> Certified rich. Yeah, That's what I, there yeah. it is. Certified rich. <laughs> um, but despite, you know, all of these really positive types of feedback for this movie, it's opening weekend pretty much tanked. Yeah, so Bros debuted to an estimated 4.8 million in ticket sales in the U.S. and Canada, which is about 40% less than what it was expected to make. The studio Mm. anticipated around 10 million in sales. And Universal Pictures spent an estimated 30 to 40 million to promote Bros, which is very high. That's a lot of money. on the high end to me. And the movie cost 22 million to make, so they spent more in promo they did to make the movie. I don't, is that typical? Well, so that's what we were talking about before uh, one of our writers was telling us that basically, I guess like generally movies are like 60 to 70, 80 million dollars and they'll spend that same amount to promote it. Mm. So it's a lot of money to spend to push for a movie, which is just very interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Like how do they decide? Yeah, I'm sure it has to do with like... Who's in the movie? Who's the demographic for the movie? I don't, I obviously don't know anything. (laughs) Get you an office at Universal Studios. This girl's going places. (laughs) Email me. Um, So Bros actually was fourth in line at the box office. Um, The horror movie Smile, which looks absolutely terrifying, opened in the number one spot. Those pictures of people using that smile filter or whatever they're doing. It needs to end. I'm over it. I can't do it. Um, and then Don't Worry Darling and The Woman King, which I've never heard of. <gasps> That's the Viola Davis movie. Oh, my God. Really? Because I actually love her. I didn't know that. I know. <laughs> she is an absolute powerhouse. It, to be fair, I, you know, I don't, I don't go to movie theaters. I know. You don't do I'm the terrified theaters. of them. So I never know what's like in the movie theater. So yeah. That's I me. always know what's in the movie theaters. And <laughs> yeah, I, um, somebody did say they were like, it's October. Like. You're going up against a horror movie. I know. What do you expect? That is tough. I mean, I never see horror movies. I've seen like two in theaters in my whole life, but I understand that sentiment. I know. And I mean, with Don't Worry Darling, there was so much nonsense around that movie. People are going to see it just because of that, I think. I honestly, at this point, I'm like, Don't Worry Darling, the movie is just all this stuff that we've read in the news. I know. I didn't even know what it was about until very recently. Yeah, exactly. Um... Um, yeah. So yeah, so bros did not make the splash that Billy, the filmmakers, all these investors were hoping for. And Billy is not taking it well. He's definitely had some very reactionary comments, yeah. um, making some pretty provocative claims as to why he thinks the movie's not doing well. Right. Um, on Sunday, he went to Twitter. Always a dangerous game when you're upset (laughs) at the record show. Yeah. Uh, He tweeted that certain parts of the country just didn't show up for bros. He said it's disappointing and said that's just the world we live in. But then he said everyone who isn't a homophobic weirdo should go see bros. Um, 
And so that's kind of been like his sentiment, it seems like. Yeah. It's because of homophobia that people aren't showing up. But right. But there are people who think that that is not why there was such a low theater turnout. Right. So someone on Twitter said, Bro's lack of success had everything to do with Billy being one of the most polarizing gay white men in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And um, Australian podcast host Jacques Peterson wrote, Billy Eichner is a B-list star, not a leading man, and nobody is going to theaters to watch a random rom-com in 2022. Mm. Um, And he has a point, like... Rom-coms aren't, like, the thing people go to theaters for. Like, it's either action movies or things that are cool on a big screen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Yeah. And, like, a lot of them go straight to streaming these days, too. Like, they're not... Yeah. Yeah. It's a different world. It is a different world. I mean, (laughs) we've had a pandemic to contend with. We have a country, at least here in the U.S., that's not super safe. And people are just like, I don't want to leave the comfort of my home. Yeah. And I totally get it. I love movies and I love I know movie theaters. Do. I know. <laughs> which is why I'll like go to like a matinee by myself in the middle mm-hmm. of the day because I feel mm-hmm. like that's like the safest time. Um, well, <laughs> I mean, I was telling you and Liam this weekend, like the last time I went to a movie in theaters was the Gucci movie because we yeah, you know, had to talk work. about it on Even the Rich. And every time someone walked in, I was like, oh my God, like, is this going to be a shooter? Like, that's the saddest I know. thing I know. to think about. I know. But Welcome to America. Yeah. It's like, I'm just terrified of movie theaters now. I, yeah, I know. So I I get that. And like, it just, to me, it feels like there are quite a few variables playing into this. And I don't know that there's one that's like an overwhelming variable. Like, I don't think it's homophobia is the overwhelming reason people aren't seeing this movie. I'm sure that's the reason some people aren't seeing it. For sure. I don't know that we can fully blame that for yeah yeah so Brooke even though you know bro's got this huge publicity push Mm -hmm. which is kind of weird because in like reading the comments talking to people here and there about this movie I feel like it's a 50-50 split between people who have been absolutely inundated with ads for it (laughs) and people that didn't even know it came out yeah it's been weird I yeah I think I'm kind of in the middle of that because so (laughs) Not to make everything about Big Brother. Big Brother is my Law & Order SVU. <laughs> um, yeah, they did is. a competition that was sponsored by Bros. Mm, and, mm-hmm. like, if you won the competition, you got to see a screening of it, which they don't have TV oh. or anything on Big Brother. So, like, to get to see a movie is yeah. a big deal. They usually yeah. do it every season. So they saw Bros. So that was half of the sales then. So, <laughs> yeah. So that's how I saw it. And I was like, oh, that looks so good. Like, I'm, I definitely want to see that. Yeah. So Big Brother's how I saw it. And then, of course, billboards all over L.A. Yeah, so but that publicity push worked. It did. I All mean, right, a lot well. of people watch Big Brother, so. <laughs> Let the studios know. <laughs> I, and I mean, it. so, you know, it had this huge publicity push. It's got really good reviews from critics, audiences, but it's not doing well. If you yeah. look at it just in terms of, like, the money it's making, it's not doing well. So yeah. the question is, like, is this going to impact future Movies, you know, especially when it comes to LGBTQ content. Like, is this going to negatively affect that? Do you think we're going to see more LGBTQ-led stories on the big screen? I mean, I don't know. I think studios are all about making money. And so this may deter a large studio from putting in a lot of money again, which is really sad. I mean... You know, it's a lot like when like when Bridesmaids c- came out or like when female driven comedies come out, like 
I want them to do well because I'm a female comedian and I want to see those things succeed. So I understand the upset of this not doing well and wanting to have more LGBTQ plus content out there. And I don't know. I think I think it could hurt in terms of a studio backed film, but I don't Mm. think we're going to stop seeing content made. Yeah, just disposable ones. (laughs) Yeah, just disposable streaming films. (laughs) (laughs) From Wondery, I'm Arisha Skidmore-Williams. And I'm Brooke Ziffrin. This is Rich and Daily. See you tomorrow, Richies. If you like our show, please follow us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you're listening right now. And tell your friends we've got the hot goss. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 65th National Finals of Distinguished Young Women. Every year, one girl from every state leaves her family, her whole life behind, for two weeks and spends each day training, practicing, preparing. Because to win this competition, she needs to wow a panel of judges with her academic record, her athletic ability, her speaking skills, and a show-stopping talent. I met her and I was like, she's going to win. I wouldn't say I have an ego problem, but I'm extremely competitive. When I sing that song about being a black woman in America, there's going to be backlash about that. Oh, just so happy. So happy. I don't want to see them. I don't want to talk to them. And then we stayed with them for the next year, unpacking just what happened those two weeks in Mobile. I'm Shimoliai, and from Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery, this is The Competition. Follow The Competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to The Competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.